Defense Department agencies risk having uncommitted or unspent funds yanked back unless they act soon. And that's an opportunity for contractors, according to Larry Allen, president of Allen Federal Business Partners, who joins me now with more. And Larry, we'll get to the shutdown on contractors, but this is for an agency and a set of agencies not shut down, fully funded. What's going on? Tom, what's going on here is kind of an anomaly that most people don't think about in the time of a partial shutdown. And that is that, remember, the Department of Defense actually got its money kind of sort of on time uh, relative to when it's been getting money the last couple of years from Congress. What that means is that for the first time in a while, DOD agencies and DOD buyers have to start committing and obligating those funds reasonably early on, and they're not used to it. And because they're not used to it, funds that are sitting around and left unobligated per DOD rules have to start getting swept up starting about mid to late March uh, and that's something that probably a lot of DOD buyers haven't thought about, something that contractors haven't thought about, uh, because we've had so many delays in funding for DOD and other federal agencies. But it's a reality now, and that's why I wrote about it. It's kind of a, a wake-up call to get some stuff going now, because it's not just at the end of the year that your DOD customer could lose some money. It's It's coming up pretty soon. If before the end of the fiscal year, which is, well, who knows when it is anymore, but legally the end of the fiscal year is September 30th, and so you can't wait till September 15th to start thinking about that year-end money. By the same token, for money that is going to expire in, say, March or April, now's the time you got to start thinking about getting your hands on it. That's exactly right. And what we're seeing here is uh, DOD uh, buyers and DOD's acquisition workforce both, they just said, wait a minute, I was just finished with FY18, and I'm tired, and I'm doing my planning, and I'm not used to having money in the first quarter of the fiscal year. In fact, DOD has said they plan for not having appropriations in the first quarter of each fiscal year, and yet here they are. They actually got money during that quarter, and uh, accounting rules haven't changed, Tom, and some of those accounting rules dictate that a certain percent of the money has to be obligated uh, in the first or second quarter of the fiscal year. And that hasn't, as I mentioned, been a factor of late, but it's definitely a factor this year. And how can a contractor find out what monies might be in that category? I think the best way uh, for a contractor to proceed, Tom, is to talk to companies, customers rather, that you're already talking to. See what they might have on their to-do list, what's on their priority list. And also, at the same time, you should be emphasizing how ready to go your project is, how ready to go your solution can be implemented. The term that we used several years ago was shovel-ready. So now this may be a good time to resurrect that term and show as a contractor that you can help your DOD customer make sure that they don't lose their money, because if they lose it now, they're unlikely to be able to get that same amount of money in FY20 moving forward, because the DOD bean counters are going to say, hey, we gave it to you and you didn't use it, so you're not going to get it again. So you're helping your customer and you're helping yourself. Maybe they should use the phrase muzzle-ready instead of (laughs) shovel-ready. 
but particularly for the DOD market. Sure, yeah, or breach ready. But what about the idea of going after projects that might be able to use some of the rapid acquisition capabilities and authorities that DOD has, such as OTAs or some of the streamlined acquisition that's available to them that they don't always tend to default to? Those certainly would be critical acquisition methods to use now, Tom. Ironically, these are the ones that are most heavily used uh, at the end of the fiscal year. But uh, rapid acquisition authority is something that DOD has been uh, very uh, substantially promoting, and it's a great way to get some things moving very quickly. Similarly, other transaction authority uh, can be used, and it kind of depends on what you're selling. So if you're selling things that aren't necessarily commercial, off-the-shelf items, uh, you're looking at some of this rapid acquisition authority to the degree that something is either uh, DOD only for the market or has to be customized to be made ready for the DOD market. That's a good time to look at rapid acquisition authority. If you're selling strictly commercial items, Tom, looking at existing IDIQ contracts like NASA Soup and the GSA Schedules Program can do the same thing in a very fast manner. And by the way, those program offices are open during the shutdown. The NASA Soup office and also the GSA, GWAC, those staffs, are they working? Well, NASA Soup doesn't have its money, but the Soup office is up and running. Uh, it's uh, open for business. And GSA's assisted acquisition offices and GSA schedule offices are definitely open. We're speaking with Larry Allen, president of Allen Federal, Federal Business Partners. Good to know the lights are on somewhere. And... You have been writing about the idea of talented workers, both on the government side and on the contractor side, that might be looking to make the jump from the market altogether, not so much from government to industry, but out of the federal market. That's one of the many sidebar issues we have to think about, Tom, during a partial shutdown, and that is talented workers always have options. Whether you're talking about a talented workforce that's in the government or working for a contractor, they're is a limit to how much people want to go without being paid. And if they sense that their skills are in demand elsewhere and that elsewhere is open for business and is going to pay them for what they what they can do, then I suspect we're going to see a a march of talented people who have options into marketplaces that are open for business where they can be paid accordingly. And that's a real challenge. And one of the points that I make in my newsletter is that this even extends to federal agencies. Look, if you talk to a lot of younger federal workers, say 35 and under, they aren't so tied to staying in the federal government until they reach magical retirement age. That's some off in the uh, distant Avalon type uh period in their lives that they aren't thinking about. What they're more interested is in is portability and the ability to uh, be compensated fairly now uh, because they've got bills to pay and mortgages and rents and things that the rest of us have to pay. And they're not as tied down as maybe some of their older counterparts are in government. So they have options too. And if you are a contractor, you may not be able to attract federal employees quite as much as if they realize, well, if I'm shut down, so are they. Probably fewer government contractors are hiring today now because 
any talented worker that they would put to work on a contract for a closed agency, you know, it just doesn't make sense. They're not going to get paid uh, for that worker. They're going to have to compensate that person out of their overhead. Uh, so that's not looking like a real attractive option to a lot of federal employees either. You're just, uh, in fact, as a federal employee, you know you're going to be paid for uh, whatever time you're missing as soon as uh, when the government reopens. Uh, as a contractor employee, you certainly are hopeful that you're going to get paid. You're going to get paid out of overhead, but your company is probably not going to be compensated for that expense because uh, they're paying you while the government is closed. And what's your sense of once these closed agencies do reopen, that they will get to the point where they're operating normally such that contracting dollars can begin flowing again? That's a great question, Tom. And I think the short answer is that the longer we have a shutdown, the longer it's going to take to unravel all of the things that have taken place during a shutdown, the extraordinary measures, the people who were furloughed, the disruption to continuity of operation plans. Uh, It's going to take a good period of time before uh, the federal government is back to anything that resembles normal. Uh, So I would estimate it probably will take us a month or more, particularly if you're a contractor waiting for a payment on a contract before we can see anything that looks like normalcy. Larry Allen is president of Allen Federal Business Partners. As always, thanks so much. Tom, I thank you, and I wish your listeners happy selling. Find a link to his blog and to this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Okay, close your eyes and imagine. Well, unless you're driving. Yes, imagine you bought a scratch ticket from the Iowa Lottery. Or someone gave you one. Yes, right. And you scratch, and you've won. One big. Yes. In fact, there are 13 holiday games with big cash prizes. And if you don't win, play it again. You can still win up to $100,000 in the VIP club. But you have to enter and see rules and complete details at ialottery.com slash VIP. Yes. Thank you. 